Let's read from God's word. The Old Testament reading is taken from the book of Proverbs, chapter 1, verses 1 to 15. The Proverbs of Solomon, son of David, king of Israel. To know wisdom and instruction, to understand words of insight, to receive instruction in wise dealing, in righteousness, justice, and equity, to give prudence to the simple, knowledge and discretion to the youth, Let the wise hear and increase in learning, and the one who understands obtain guidance. To understand a proverb and a saying, the words of the wise and their riddles. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. Hear, my son, your father's instruction, and forsake not your mother's teaching. For they are a graceful garland for your head, and pendants for your neck. My son, if sinners entice you, do not consent. If they say, come with us, let us lie in wait for blood, let us ambush the innocent without reason, like Sheol, let us swallow them alive, and whole, like those who go down to the pit. We shall find all precious goods, we shall find our houses with plunder. Throw in your lot among us, we will all have one purse. My son, do not walk in the way with them. Hold back your foot from their paths. Father God, this passage tells us to seek your wisdom as if we're searching for hidden treasure. Help us to have that attitude as we think about these first two chapters of Proverbs today. Please would we treasure your words and put it into practice. Amen. Um, Well, uh, as Chris said, we're starting uh, a new series in Proverbs today, and uh, it contains classic Proverbs uh, like these, which you might have seen before. Um, Proverbs 22, 13, the sluggard says, there is a lion outside, I shall be killed in the streets, i.e. lazy people make lame excuses. Or uh, Proverbs 27, 14, have a look at this, if anyone loudly blesses their neighbor early in the morning, it will be taken as a curse. I don't know if you can relate to that. Um, I certainly can. Uh, Funny but true, isn't it? Uh, I wonder whether you've uh, looked at the book of Proverbs much before. Um, If you have, um, uh, well, if you haven't, maybe you're quite intrigued uh, as to what's in there. Uh, If you have, maybe you'll know that sometimes it can feel a bit like sort of landing in a foreign country and you're not quite sure how to get your bearings. Uh, And so before we dive into the book of Proverbs, uh, let me give you uh, a travel guide Uh, to Proverbs, uh, maybe like a a lonely planet to New York, but uh, for Proverbs. So the first thing is, um, what's the layout uh, of of the book? Uh, Is there any structure to it? Uh, Well, on first appearance, I guess it might feel like a bit of a random mix of ideas, Uh, but there's a clear introduction to the book, uh, which you read uh, just earlier. And uh, as we uh, look through Proverbs over the next few weeks, uh, we're going to see that it does divide into seven uh, clear chunks. And it covers a whole range of uh, different topics. So uh, it covers friendship, work, uh, money, planning. Uh, there's loads of different practical advice in there. Uh, secondly, uh, who wrote it? Uh, well, it's a collection of writings uh, from several different authors. Uh, there are five different authors uh, named in the book of Proverbs. But I guess the most famous one is King Solomon, uh, who lived about nine, uh, who um, uh, lived in about 950 BC. Uh, Thirdly, what about the culture? Uh, Isn't it really culturally distant? Uh, Well, it was obviously written to a very different culture. 
Uh, but what we need to remember is that uh, God's word is timeless. Uh, it's wisdom for them then uh, and for us today. Uh, and so there might be things that we need to kind of culturally translate, uh, but there's real wisdom in there for us today. Uh, fourthly, uh, what about the language? Isn't it difficult to understand? Maybe a bit like reading Chinese or something. Uh, well, I hope we'll see today that uh, in many ways it's very clear, uh, but we do need to kind of ponder uh, and chew over a lot of these proverbs that we're going to look at. Uh, and in terms of understanding, it's really important to recognize uh, that the book of Proverbs is written in poetry. Uh, it's Hebrew poetry, and Hebrew poetry uh, is mainly parallelism, uh, which is a difficult word to say, and uh, maybe one you haven't come across. Uh, but it's very simple. It just means that uh, each verse is split into two halves, uh, and the second half uh, complements or builds on uh, or contrasts with the second half. So uh, a couple of quick examples for you. Uh, hatred stirs up strife, uh, but love covers all offenses. That's uh, kind of contrasting uh, parallelism. Uh, and uh, a second example, um, a generous man will prosper, uh, but he who, refreshes others, uh, he who refreshes others will himself be refreshed. Uh, one uh, that um, builds on uh, the first half of the verse and, and develops it or complements it. Uh, so keep that in mind as we go through. Proverbs also has a certain tone to it. Uh, it's written in a way which persuades us and warns us. It's much more like a, a father or a mother um, uh, encouraging and, and persuading and warning her, her child, uh, rather than written like war, which is uh, law, uh, which is like uh, you shall not do that. Uh, and so remember that tone as we go through. Uh, and we should also read Proverbs uh, and the whole of the Old Testament. Uh, in light of Jesus, Jesus says that all of Scripture points to him. And, and so when we read uh, the Old Testament, we should read it uh, through the lens of Jesus uh, and let the New Testament shed light uh, onto what the Old Testament says. Uh, and last but not least, uh, what is the book of Proverbs all about? What's the purpose of it? Uh, well, it's laid out there in verses 2 to 6 that we read earlier. Uh, have a look, verse 2 to 6. Uh, the author or compiler had a definite purpose as they put this together. Uh, and it says this, verse 2, to know wisdom and instruction, to understand words of insight, to receive instruction, to give prudence to the simple. Uh, the book of Proverbs is all about gaining wisdom. Uh, and biblical wisdom uh, is not something uh, that we might find in a fortune cookie or something. Uh, it's not something that uh, maybe uh, will take our life from sort of four to six out of ten to six of si out of uh, four out of ten uh, to six out of ten. Uh, the Bible says that gaining wisdom is a matter of life and death. Uh, you see, uh, it's clear throughout the whole book of Proverbs and this first section uh, that we either choose uh, wisdom uh, or we're foolish. And there's no in-between. Uh, and foolishness leads to death. Uh, so how do we find this wisdom? Uh, we need it. Uh, where do we start in the book of Proverbs? Uh, well, I think chapter 1, verse 7 uh, is the best place to start. So have a look there with me. Chapter 1, verse 7, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. If we were going to give uh, the book of Proverbs a headline, uh, that is the headline for the book of Proverbs. And uh, we're looking at the first two chapters today, so we're going to be kind of dotting around a bit. Uh, but we only read the first 15 verses earlier, so maybe try and read those first two chapters this week if you get a chance. Uh, so my first point is that headline for Proverbs, uh, fear the Lord, don't be a fool. If you were here for uh, our sermon uh, on science and faith uh, from Ian Garrett a few weeks ago, 
you might remember that he quoted Stephen Hawking. Uh, and Stephen Hawking said this, uh, there is no God, uh, and I regard the brain as a computer which will stop working when its components fail, and there is no heaven or afterlife. Uh, and that is Stephen Hawking's uh, worldview. Uh, it's the lens through which he sees the world. Uh, but the headline for the book of Proverbs uh, says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Uh, and you see, uh, if there is a God there who uh, created this whole universe, uh, then to search for knowledge without any reference to him uh, means that we've completely missed the point. So we can't interpret the world without reference to that God. Uh, and as we go through Proverbs, uh, we'll see that it covers a huge breadth of topics. Uh, as I said earlier, uh, it's very practical. Uh, but the fact that it's so comprehensive uh, and so detailed about life uh, shows us that, um, uh, that knowing God is the basis for, for everything in life. Uh, it's not just some sort of bolt on the side. Uh, it's the only basis for a true understanding of reality uh, and everything around us. Uh, and so even though these Proverbs uh, are about little details uh, and about little practical things in life, uh, God isn't just going after the little details uh, with us in the book of the Proverbs. He's going after deep heart change. Uh, he wants us to see uh, that we either uh, choose wisdom uh, and choose to fear God uh, or we choose foolishness. Uh, we've got a choice between those things. Uh, now, fear of the Lord in the Bible doesn't mean uh, being terrified of him. Uh, it means reverence towards God, uh, recognizing him as our creator and our mighty God, uh, and being open to him, uh, eager to please him, willing to listen to him, uh, and being humble before him, uh, turning from evil. And uh, C.S. Lewis, uh, who wrote the Narnia books, uh, really got this, and he pictured it in a beautiful way uh, in one of the Narnia books. Um, uh, you might know it, uh, Mr. Beaver uh, is asked a question about Aslan, uh, the lion who represents Christ. Uh, and he's asked, uh, is he safe? Uh, and Mr. Beaver says, safe? Who said anything about safe? Of course he isn't safe, but he's good. He's the king, I tell you. Uh, and Lewis uh, knew what it was to fear God. Uh, he wrote this, uh, in God you come up against something which is in every respect immeasurably superior to yourself. Uh, unless you know God as that, and therefore know yourself as nothing in comparison. You do not know God at all. As long as you are proud, you cannot know God. A proud man is always looking down. Uh, and that's from a man who was very successful, but he knew how he stood before God. And the second half of verse seven uh, in Proverbs chapter one in our passage uh, tells us about this proud man or woman, uh, the fool. Uh, this person despises wisdom and instruction from the Lord. Uh, in their pride and arrogance, uh, they write God off and think that they know best. Uh, or they think they just don't need him. Or maybe they're too busy for him. Uh, you see, there is wisdom uh, and there is folly, uh, and they're competing for our trust. Uh, and we have to make a deliberate choice between those two. Uh, and we're going to see that again and again uh, as we go through Proverbs in the next few weeks. And I guess the answer should be pretty obvious uh, in choosing between those two things. Uh, but what we see next in this passage uh, is that sin is enticing. Uh, that's my second point. In verse 8, uh, we see this father instructing his son lovingly uh, and pleading with him not to ignore his mum and dad's wisdom. Uh, but in verses 11 to 14 uh, of chapter 1, sinners try to entice him. Uh, they say, uh, come with us, come and join our sinful ways. Uh, we can promise you everything. 
Uh, have a look at verse 13. Uh, it says, we shall find all precious goods. We shall fill our houses with plunder. Uh, throw in your lot with us. We will all have one purse. These sinners want you to join them. Uh, they aren't happy uh, going about their wicked ways on their own. Uh, they want to draw others in. They want people to celebrate what they're doing. Uh, they promise the world. Uh, they say, we'll be a great community together. We'll share one purse. Uh, and life will be amazing with everything we have. But the wise father... Uh, he takes his son and he says, verse 15, My son, do not walk in the way with them. Hold back your foot from their paths, uh, for their feet run to evil, and they make haste to shed blood. For in vain is a net spread in the sight of any bird. But these men lie in wait for their own blood. They set an ambush for their own lives. I don't know about you, uh, but I love a good spy drama on TV, and uh, I'm sure you know that uh, whenever there's some sort of secret rendezvous with a handover of a briefcase full of money, uh, they're always on the lookout in case uh, there are men on the roof, aren't they? And if they spot men on the roof, they know that it is an ambush, uh, and so they run a mile, don't they? Uh, and here the father says to the son, uh, even birds aren't stupid enough uh, to see a net getting put up and to fly straight into it, to fly into the trap. And yet, if you revel in sin, uh, if you entice others into sin, uh, it's like setting an ambush uh, for your own life. Uh, it's walking headlong into the trap. As Christians, uh, we're on a mission in the world. Uh, in John 17, uh, Jesus says uh, that he sent us into the world, and we're to be a light to the world, uh, and to love the world and those around us. Uh, but we're reminded here that we also need to be wary of the world, uh, because sinners want to entice us. Uh, they want to be affirmed in their ways. Uh, they make it sound great. They'll say, come and join us. Uh, maybe it's colleagues at work uh, who are milking their expenses, and they say, it's free money. Uh, come, come and join us. Get involved. Uh, maybe it's people uh, encouraging you to drink more than you should do on a night out, uh, or to watch a show that uh, isn't really helpful as a Christian, and they say, hey, it's, it's not that bad. Uh, all those little white lies at work uh, or university, uh, I, I'm bunking off, uh, do you mind just signing me in? Uh, I'll do the same for you next week. Uh, or maybe it's uh, the liberal cultural agenda of our day, uh, encouraging us to, to celebrate what's clearly wrong. Uh, or finally, may, maybe it's just pride. Uh, intellectuals saying, uh, there is no God. Uh, and it sounds quite attractive, uh, because at heart, uh, the Bible tells us that none of us uh, really want to fear God. Uh, we're proud and we're selfish and we're foolish. Uh, and so in those situations, we need to listen uh, to the voice of wisdom uh, in this passage. Uh, it's there from chapter 1, verse 20 onwards. Take a look. Uh, we're told that wisdom cries aloud in the streets and in the markets. Uh, wisdom shouting in the everyday places, the, the workplace, the streets, where we might be tempted uh, to fall into the trap. Uh, and the voice of wisdom says, verse 22, How long, O simple ones, uh, will you love being simple? How long will scoffers delight in their scoffing and fools hate knowledge? Uh, if you turn at my reproof, behold, I will pour out my spirit uh, to you. I will make my words known to you. And the voice uh, finishes uh, by saying, verse 32, The complacency of fools destroys them, but whoever listens to me will dwell secure and will be at ease without dread of disaster. Uh, don't be a fool. Fear the Lord. Uh, that's the headline here, isn't it? Fear him rather than fearing man uh, or thinking that we can just ignore God. 
And there are great promises here uh, for those who do that. So we don't need to uh, do something amazing. Uh, we, uh, we just need to turn back towards God uh, and humble ourselves and be willing to listen to him. And we're told here that he'll pour out his spirit on us. Uh, he'll make his words of wisdom known to us. Uh, and we'll find security and hope, uh, even uh, in the face of disaster. Uh, which, uh, which means surely we should be seeking God's wisdom uh, like hidden treasure. That's my final point. Seek God's wisdom like hidden treasure. Uh, a few years ago, uh, my wife Sophie and I uh, climbed a, a winter route up in Glencoe. Uh, we get up there sometimes. And uh, we got to the top, and uh, I think there's a photo here. Uh, we, you could see down Glenetive, which is where they filmed uh, the Bond film Skyfall. Fantastic view. And we had a brew, and then we started back down um, the mountain. And about halfway down, uh, I suddenly realized that uh, my ice axe had fallen off the back of my rucksack. Um, and uh, uh, they do cost a bit of money, and uh, I guess I'd had it for quite a while, so I was kind of a bit attached to it. Uh, and so uh, despite having a five-hour drive back home and we got back down and uh, it's starting to get dark and it's starting to snow and being pretty windy, um, we're really tired after about 10 hours on the mountain, uh, we decided to kind of trudge back up uh, and try and find this ice axe, uh, much to the joy of my wife, as you can imagine. Um, and uh, we did that uh, just for a, a sort of 100-pound uh, bit of metal. Um, but what if you knew uh, that that was treasure uh, on, uh, on the side of that Scottish mountain, uh, for sure? Uh, what would you do for that? Uh, imagine a whole chest of gold up there that wouldn't devalue like the pound at the moment. Uh, you'd probably uh, go and camp up there for the whole summer, wouldn't you? Even uh, if it was a Scottish summer and there was no sunshine whatsoever. And we can poke fun at Scotland now that Ken's away. And uh, chapter 2 uh, tells us, Uh, That wisdom from the Lord uh, is of such value uh, that we should treasure it like hidden treasure. The start of chapter 2 says, incline your heart to it, Uh, call out for it, Uh, seek it like silver, search for it as hidden treasure. Verse 5, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God, for the Lord gives wisdom. Uh, And do you notice here uh, that back in chapter 1, Uh, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Uh, And yet here in chapter 2, it's the destination, isn't it? Uh, If we search for God's wisdom like hidden treasure, uh, then we'll understand the fear of the Lord. Uh, Maybe you're here today uh, and you're thinking things through about Christianity. uh, And this passage says uh, the beginning of uh, wisdom, the beginning of knowledge is um, fearing the Lord and putting your pride aside and recognizing who he is. Uh, But this passage also says that uh, as we continue as Christians, uh, we do exactly the same thing. Uh, We're to grow in our knowledge and love of God. Uh, And as we do that, we'll fear God more, we'll we'll revere him more and uh, see him as he really is. Um, And so the question for us, uh, whether we're at the start of the journey or or we've been following Jesus for a long time, uh, is the same. Are we going to search for wisdom uh, like hidden treasure? Uh, Are we going to seek it with all our hearts? Uh, are we going to treasure God's commands? Uh, searching for, for treasure, uh, for God's wisdom uh, in that way uh, might mean trying to uh, read a book of the Bible uh, whilst we're on holiday this summer uh, rather than watching some unhelpful TV program or something uh, or catching up, uh, or might mean catching up with St. Joseph's sermons uh, on the podcast or on the website. Uh, it might mean uh, joining a midweek group next year and uh, being able to uh, have others help us to really search for that treasure as we uh, study God's word together. Or it might mean getting along to uh, seven series, as Chris mentioned uh, earlier. 
Uh, maybe it will mean uh, memorizing some scripture so that we're, uh, uh, we can remember it when we're um, tempted to be enticed by sin, uh, as we looked at earlier. Uh, or like the father in this passage, uh, guiding his son, uh, maybe it'll mean uh, looking for folks who uh, we can uh, father spiritually uh, and encourage in their walk with Jesus. Or maybe we need to ask someone to do that uh, for us this coming year. Uh, but in all these things, uh, we need to remember that it's not just about gaining knowledge, uh, it's about our relationship with God. Uh, it's about knowing him uh, and trusting him more. Uh, so that as we get to know him better, uh, we can say with Mr. Beaver, uh, safe. Uh, who said anything about safe? Uh, of course he isn't safe, uh, but he's good. He's the king, I tell you. Uh, how do we experience that uh, sort of uh, love for God and reverence for him? Uh, how do we get to know God in a way which humbles us? Uh, and leave us, leaves us in reverence and wonder. Uh, well, here's how we can. Uh, we can look to the cross uh, where a man uh, who revealed God's wisdom fully to us uh, and who perfectly lived out God's wisdom uh, died for fools uh, like you uh, and me. Uh, we might despise him or, or think ourselves better than him, uh, but he showed his love uh, for us there on the cross. Uh, and the more we look to the cross and the more we get to know Jesus for ourselves, uh, the more our pride will melt away uh, and we'll worship him and we'll become wise. Uh, let's bow our heads and pray. Father God, thank you for Jesus. Thank you for the way that he revealed your wisdom to us uh, and lived it out and modeled it uh, there on the cross. Uh, we see uh, you as the awesome, uh, amazing creator God uh, and yet uh, loving us uh, to the point of death. That's uh, so hard to get our heads around and yet uh, it leaves us uh, in wonder and awe. Uh, and we pray that um, uh, this week and this coming year we would treasure your wisdom and really search for it like like hidden treasure. Uh, please help us to do that. Uh, in Jesus' name, amen.